Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management I'm down here at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. It's fantastic. Definitely got to get down here and check this out. I'd love to say hello. So if you want to come on, come on by, we'd love to see you. So we have a great show for you tonight. But above all, as always, we definitely want you to call in. We'd love to talk to you. 866-391-1020 is the number. Whatever you're struggling with, I mean, that's what the idea of this show is, emotional management. And think about that. How do, we, how do we manage our emotions? And right now, emotions are high. And I'm not just talking about the typical anger emotion high. I'm talking about there's some fear going on right now because of this coronavirus. And the question I have is, is this fear warranted? Is this fear excessive? And really, we need to break it down to what you are doing and how you're handling it. So listen, I would love to hear from you and how you're what you're witnessing. So maybe you're seeing maybe you're sitting in some fear right now. Please give us a call. 866-391-1020. Or maybe you're witnessing a lot of fear around you. Give us a call. Or maybe you're not witnessing fear and you're just noticing the fear when you turn on the, the, the media. So if that's the case. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. But let's start with this concept of what this is because there's a lot of fear around this. There's a lot of fear around this coronavirus. And there are so many people who are asking questions like, wait a minute, aren't thousands of people dying from the flu? Aren't so many more people dying from other epidemics? We have 192 people we lose a day. I don't want to say that too quickly. Let me say that slowly. 192 people a day that we lose to addiction. We lose so many people to suicide every day. So the question is this, is this fear worth us being really changing the course of what we're doing? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I have a letter and I want to share this letter with you because a doctor of infectious diseases wrote this. And so I want to share this. I think it's poignant. It's, it's timely. So this is a letter from a doctor. He says, I'm a doctor and an infectious diseases specialist. I've been at this for more than 20 years, seek, seek, seeing sick patients on a daily basis. I've worked in inner city hospitals and in the poorest slums of Africa. HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, TB, SARS, measles, shingles, whooping cough, diphtheria. There is little I haven't been exposed to in my profession, and with notable exception of SARS, very little has left me feeling vulnerable, overwhelmed, or downright scared. I am not scared of the uh, coronavirus-19. I am concerned about the implications of a novel infectious agent that has spread the world over and continues to find new footholds in different soil, 
I am rightly concerned for the welfare of those who are elderly, in frail health, or disenfranchised, who stand to suffer mostly and disproportionately at the hands of this new scourge. But I am not scared of the coronavirus 19. What I am scared about is the loss of reason and wave of fear that has induced the masses of society into spellbinding spiral of panic stockpiling obscene quantities of anything that could fill a bomb shelter adequately in a post-apocalyptic world. I am scared. I am scared of the N95 masks that are stolen from hospitals and urgent care clinics where they are actually needed in for frontline healthcare providers and instead being donned in airports, malls, and coffee lounges, perpetuating even more fear and, uh, fear and suspicion of others. I am scared that our hospitals will be overwhelmed with anyone who thinks they probably don't have it but may as well get checked out no matter what because you just never know and those with heart failure emphysema pneumonia and strokes will pay the price for overfilled er waiting rooms with only so many doctors and nurses to assess i am scared that travel restrictions will become so far-reaching that weddings will be canceled graduations missed and family reunions will not materialize and well even that big party called the olympic games uh, that could be kibosh too and can you even imagine i'm scared of those same epidemic fears will limit trade harm partnerships in multiple sectors business and otherwise and ultimately culminate in global global recession but mostly i'm scared about what message we're telling our kids when faced with a threat instead of reason rationality open-mindedness and altruism we're telling them to panic be fearful suspicious reactionary and self-interested this coronavirus 19 is nowhere near over. It will be coming to a city hospital, friend, or even a family member near you at some point. Expect it. Stop waiting to be surprised further. The fact is the virus itself will not likely do much harm when it arrives. But our own behaviors and fight-for-yourself-above-all-else attitude could prove disastrous. I implore you all. This is what this man says in this letter. Let me finish this letter. This is what this doctor says. He says, I implore you all. Temper fear with reason, panic with temper fear with reason, panic with patience, and uncertainty with education. We have an opportunity to learn a great deal about health hygiene and limiting the spread of innumerable transmissible diseases in our society. Let's meet this challenge together in the best spirit of compassion for others, patience, and above all, an unfailing effort to seek truth, facts, and knowledge, as opposed to conjecture, speculation, and catastrophizing. Facts, not fear clean hands, open hearts. Our children will thank us for it. This is a powerful letter. I believe that this man wrote. I believe it was worth your time listening to. And I want to hear from you. 866-391-1020. Are you struggling with fear around this? And Dan and Crafton reached out and he says he's concerned over the coronavirus. Dan, I, I appreciate that honesty and that openness. And, yeah, and, and yeah, and I, have a fear. I don't quite understand. I mean, I, I'm 69 years old. I'm a senior citizen, and I don't know what what, what happens to you. What, what is the start of, like, saying, well, I better go get a test, or I better call the doctor? What, what, this virus, well, how, how does it start? I mean, do you have, uh, do you have a fever? Do you have uh, chills? Do you have – does anybody ever – I never heard it on the radio. I listen to radio a lot. Nobody went through, like, a list. If you have this, this, and this, it's more, uh, more than likely you might have this particular virus. Go to the doctors or go to the hospital. Does anybody, so this is uh, no. This is a great question, Dan. Any of that? 
Listen, Dan, this is a great question, and I, I, I want to be clear that I'm not a medical doctor. And I'm not going to spew yeah, out the, okay. uh, the symptoms. But here's what I love about what you're asking and what I can do on my show. I believe what I would say to you is this is a great question. Like, let's find out what are the symptoms. Before I start panicking, let me ask, what am I looking for? So to me, Dan, you're taking the first step in really handling this in a mature way. You're saying, okay, let me find out. Let me let me see what are the symptoms. So I would, if you have access to a computer to Google it, definitely I would Google it and find out what are our symptoms. And we're going to look at some of that stuff for you too as well. Um, but I want to make sure I'm not um, over-focusing on the symptoms and causing more panic when I'm actually trying to cause or, you know, share share some peace with everyone out there. I appreciate that. I thank you very much. Definitely. Thank you for your call so much. If you want to talk tonight, the number is 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We're back. We're at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. We're talking about the coronavirus fears. And listen to this. The NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer close locker rooms to the media due to the coronavirus. So they're closing down saying, listen, we are concerned about this. There is a lot of concern all over about this. So I want to know what you think. Are you where are you with this fear? Because this is this is your psychology. And that's what this show is all about, emotional management. So here's the number, 866-391-1020. I want to know, how do, you, how do you feel? Because here's the thing, if you call in, we can talk about a strategy to help you get through this. 866-391-1020. So I was speaking today, I was in a, uh, I was in a maximum security prison, and I was talking to a group of inmates, and I said, listen... We have a lot of complaints about the world, about the outside world. There are people who are doing things we don't want them to be doing. There are people who are acting in ways we don't want them to be acting. But I have a question for you. And I said, and I'm posing you this same question that I posed to the guys inside today. I said, you are the only person in the entire universe who has unrestricted, unfiltered access to your mind the outside world can influence you but ultimately you are the only one who sees your thoughts you are the only one who has complete control over whether or not you concentrate on something or not so let me ask you this and i'm asking you out there this too how's your kingdom if you're the emperor you are the sole leader of this world what's your kingdom like is it a peaceful kingdom inside is it a kingdom of turmoil? Is there, are there wars? Are there battles? What's going on inside? Whatever's going on inside, what I want you to know is you are the only one who's in control of that. And if you don't have peace, then let's work on what you need to do to get peace because you're the only one in control of that world. Let's go to the phone lines, and we have Greg in Pittsburgh uh, about the uh, coronavirus and, and some of the paranoia around it. What's up, the smooth operator? How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing well too, sir. Everybody's paranoid in America right now. <laughs> uh, they're talking it's a about lot. Not having basketball games, hockey games, telling all the people to stay at home. 
I think it's a lot of paranoia going on, and I think it's little. I think it's a little overwhelming. It's a little too much. A lot it's of a bit much. Let me ask you this, Greg. Do you see it right around you too? Like, are there people around you talking about it? Constantly, constantly. That's all the talk. Yep. Besides Donald Trump, you hear this more than anything. You know. And and, and, and where are you with it? You 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 realize it's a little. You you say it's a little much. So where are you around it? Where do you? What do you? How do you steer your conversations? When people come to you with that I, kind of panic, you know, I try to steer them in another direction. I tell them just pray and hope that nothing happens to you or your family, you know, or to anybody when, when it comes to that. You know, I don't want nobody to get sick. I don't want nothing bad to happen to nobody. But exactly, paranoid about the situation at hand, you know. And well, I here's think the thing. Here's what. I, here's something country. I'm sharing. But let me let me tell you this, Greg. This is something I'm seeing is the fear that we have can release excess cortisol in our body, cause us more stress, and actually drop our immune system because we're overly stressed about things that we are we're disproportionately stressed about. Let's say it that way. Oh, you got a good point there. I could probably get you sick from being paranoid about it alone. For some people, like you said, that don't have a good immune system, but wow, man, everybody, it's crossing everybody's mind. You know, down it, where I work at, we're wiping door handles and everything, you know. And, you know, and, and then, mean, you know, and, like and, and yeah, and some of the stuff, like if there is more awareness around basic hygiene that some people probably didn't practice, if this can help boost that practice and ultimately help them live more healthy lives, then that's a good thing. But we definitely yeah. want to be mindful that there's a solution. I mean, that's always a great thing, but I think everybody should have been taught that as a kid. When you go to the bathroom, wash your hands, this and this, you know, wash, sanitize. You know, now more modern technology, sanitizing and keeping your hands and stuff clean and watching where you're putting them at, you know, put gloves on. When you take, you know, take those gloves off and throw them into the trash cans, you know, yeah, I think a lot of that. 100%. Listen, parents, I always you know. appreciate you. You, you, um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in and you're looking out for people. Like, you're doing a good job in the community. You're being the light. Man, you, hey, you gave me that name, the light. So, you know, I'm going to roll with that. I'm, listen, you're, you're the light, light and you can call me, you can call me Smooth Operator. Maybe they'll pull me back into that music in the next break. Smooth Operator. <laughs> I wish you all the, the best, man. I like your show. Uh, I like your style, man. Uh, you're a very nice, very confident man. And I Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Like shine on everybody. Have a nice Thank evening, you. my brother. Thank you. You too. You too. Appreciate you. That's awesome. That's uh, that's being that's the light calling in because of this kindness and spreading kindness. But look, whatever you're going through right now, it might include fear. It might include fear. Here's what I would love for you, and I want to give the doctor's name that wrote that article um, because the the doctor's name wrote his name was Abdu Shark Sharkaway. Uh, Abdu Sharkaway, and um, I'm grateful that he wrote that article. I thought that was powerful to read. I personally, I, when my wife uh, sent it to me, I think her sister sent it to her, 
um, I said this is worth reading on the air because it's very powerful. Look, I had an opportunity once to interview an astronaut named Reed Wiseman. He's one of fewer than 200 astronauts who literally walked in space. So you talk about just phenomenal human being. This guy walked in space. Think of the how many people have lived, human beings. He's one of fewer than 200 who have done that. That's amazing. So Reed Wiseman was telling uh, me, I, I, did, I do a podcast with Ray Lewis called uh, Tackling Life. And we were interviewing him and he told us, he said, look, when you're in space, basically, if something goes wrong, you're not sitting there thinking about uh, what should have happened or what shouldn't have happened. The only thought you have in your mind is work the problem, work the problem in front of you. Look, if you're tumbling through space, you have to, it doesn't matter your feelings about whether or not somebody should have plugged in one pipe to the next. The only thing that matters is work the problem, plug in the pipe and survive. And there's a lot that can be learned from that for you and for me in our own lives. When we see a problem, we have to ask ourselves, what do we do? What do we do with what we have? And adding, adding panic adds unnecessary, uh, I think, harm to the way we experience whatever. It adds another layer of a barrier that we don't really want inside. So we want to wipe away those barriers. We don't want to have those barriers. I played outfield in college. I played center field. And when a ball was hit directly at me, I was taught to drop and kind of pause. Wait, don't run backwards and then have it drop in front of you. And don't run forward and have it fly over your head. Drop, pause, and then recognize. And maybe that's what we need to do right now with this coronavirus. We need to stop, pause, and recognize what's right in front of us. There are people with wisdom all around us all around us. My sister-in-law is a nurse, so I get to be blessed with having that knowledge and access to that. But let's talk. Let's figure it out. 866-391-1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management and we're here at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. Um, let's, we're talking about the coronavirus and the fear that's going on. We're going to go to the phone lines. We have Jen. Jen, you're a nurse. First of all, welcome to Emotional Management. Thank you. So what do you think about this fear as a nurse around this stuff? Um, I'm not afraid of COVID-19. I'm cautious. I think you know, I'm much more likely to catch the flu out and about than I am coronavirus. Uh, I think hand washing is prudent you know, for more than 20 seconds. Saying happy birthday, that's a good tip that, you know, we learn as nurses. You know, you have to wash your hands <laughs> for quite a while. Don't touch your face. Me personally, I avoid the water fountain this time of year. I, I think it's, you know, more common sense. People are panicking and I don't think it's necessary. I think that's that's so smart, and I'm laughing when you say happy birthday. I sing happy birthday a lot during the day. I pick different people and say it for, <laughs> but when I wash my hands, I still sing happy birthday. <laughs> but it's important I, to I wash people, it for a period of time so it's clean. Yeah, you can't you can't hide in your house forever. I mean, you're probably more likely to be in a car accident than to get coronavirus. Right. I mean, statistically speaking, you are. You're right. And I think it's also like to hear and I think 
so I don't like to fly. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of flying. Um, when I fly, <laughs> one of the things I really appreciate is if a, a, a flight attendant is calm. So if there's a lot of turbulence and I look and I see the flight attendant is calm, I think, oh, okay. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> I can, yeah, okay, I, I'm good. I can, I can handle this. Um, and so of all people, I think what's phenomenal about what you do as a nurse when you're calm, when you're when you're kind of uh, just kind of rational about it, it sure makes everyone else easy about it. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus among my friends that work in healthcare is that you know people are overreacting, and I think misinformation breeds fear. And you know, if people check reliable sources such as you know CDC.gov, maybe for their information rather than social media, they might uh, allay some of their fears. <laughs> that's such that's honestly <laughs> phenomenal advice. You're right. If we check CDC <laughs> instead of Facebook. But see, this brings up a really powerful concept about emotions is where do we get our information? So if we are getting information from a place that thrives on grabbing attention, that's much mm-hmm. different than if we get our information from a place that is peer reviewed and saying, you know, let's mo- let's really modify. I was going to say modify. Right. We was really uh look at what's being sent out definitely definitely i agree so i, well, I, I just, appreciate I think you important time. To just take it take a deep breath <laughs> i like that i like that advice take a deep breath jen thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome we love the we show needed, we tune in every monday night <laughs> we i appreciate you we needed the perspective of a nurse and i think it's just phenomenal so thank you so much and thank you for what you do you're welcome thank you for what you do have a great night you too. So this is awesome. I mean, to hear, I think this is powerful because when we think about if we see the person who is uh, operating something, we kind of look to them. And as leaders, I do a lot of leadership trainings. And one of the things we teach leaders is you are, in effect, being the the visual for what everyone is. When people watch you as a leader, they're watching for how you respond. So let's take this to parenting for a moment. In parenting, we know that children learn more by what they watch than by what they hear. And then all of a sudden, we have to realize, wait a minute, if our children are being very impulsive, are we also being impulsive? So we have to recognize that, you know, it's, it's actually the whole reason why I wrote uh, the book Zen Parent, Zen Child. Because the concept is if we want our children to be Zen, we have to be Zen ourselves. But really when it comes down to understanding this what we want to do is take a pause and that's what we're going to do let's take a pause around it let's go to the phone lines elena in uh, california emotions triggered over uh, let's talk to me elena how are you hi dr conte i'm so happy to talk to you i've been following your youtube channels i also just recently bought your book walking through anger and Thank I've you, been Elena. listening to your podcast for a long time. And Thank you so much. Um, the reason I was calling is um, I have been dealing with a lot of um, anger issues. Uh, Ten years ago, I left an emotionally and physically abusive husband, and um, he was also um, he involved in financial fraud, and he defrauded both myself and my family, my mother and my sister, out of a lot of. Uh, money and um, Gosh, I'm really I'm sorry to hear that. that. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to slow. I don't want to um, like gloss over that. I'm really sorry because I can't imagine what that would have been like. That had to have been like absolutely devastating for you. 
Uh, you know, it was really difficult for me because um, I essentially lost everything. Um, I lost my home. I, you know, my car was repossessed. I, um, you know, I was a single mom with three children. I didn't get any child support. And my life has been relatively challenging uh, for a long time. But I'm fortunate enough to say that I've managed to survive and take care of my kids. Um, so I'm pleased about that. But um, one of the things that I've really been struggling with is that I feel like my sense of um, my patience in terms of dealing with people who are not very empathetic or understanding of my situation and even my family who, um, you know, my younger sister doesn't talk to me anymore because of what happened. And I'm finding that I've had to make some pretty extreme changes in my life and make that, you know, choices that really serve my kids and I. And I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of support from my family. And instead, I find that I'm constantly triggered and I have a lot of anger that comes out through that. And I was just wondering if you could offer me some tools or some, you know, way that I could possibly, you know, really connect because even in listening to many of your YouTube videos, I feel like when I am triggered, I'm automatically taken into a place of fear and my ability to think rationally is really, you know, kind of impaired. Does I, that make I feel sense? That. Yes, it does. It definitely does. And it's there's so much intensity around what you've gone through that for people to have judgment towards you, those people would only have judgment because they didn't they don't really see what actually is going on. Um, they really wouldn't see because if you could see that, if you could even hear that, even from the outside perspective, like that's pretty powerful and intense what you went through. There's some of the stuff you've probably seen through the through the videos are that idea the cartoon world real world the, that cartoon world being that world the way we think it should be and the real world the way we think the the way the world actually is have you seen some of that stuff i have I, and the funny thing is that i feel like most of the people around me are all in the cartoon world and it's very hard for me to relate to them um yeah. you know i mean i don't know if that makes sense but, no, you know, it I does. Feel like it actually, I've been it, hit by a truck. Right, and they are saying they—they're actually trying to put you in a cartoon world of you shouldn't feel like this, you shouldn't be reacting like this, you shouldn't have exactly. done all this stuff. So yeah, they're definitely putting you in their cartoon world for sure. And that sometimes that's helpful to understand because then you realize, wait a minute, this is what's going on with them internally. This is not to do with me because it's not. It's not to do with you, Elena. And then the other piece is, um, I always challenge my own ego to say, wait a minute, what is my cartoon world? And so I think, okay, well, if I think there are people out there who aren't understanding, they should be understanding. Then I'm like, oh, man, that's cartoon world. Because people in the real world is some people just aren't understanding. Some people will never see that side, nor will they even try to see that side. And so I have to remind myself to come back to aligning my expectations with the reality that some people just are where they are. Okay. How's that I sit mean, with you, Elena? I, Let me do this. I, I want do, you to stick around. Yes. I want to talk to you coming up. So stick on the phone here. 
because I'm going to okay, bring it back. We're going to keep, we're going to, yeah, we're going to finish up. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. What's up, everyone? We're back. Uh, we're at the D- David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh, PA, at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. Right now, I'm on the phone with Elena. Elena's gone through a tremendous, a tremendous amount. And uh, let, let's, let's continue this call. Elena, tell me what's going on. So, um, you know, in thinking about what you said, um, you know, I, the other thing that I've been doing is kind of distancing myself from people that I feel are kind of harder for me to deal with. Um, mm. And, you know, um, one of the things that I'm realizing is like, you know, with people that are constantly in my life, like my family and siblings and, you know, loved ones who are you know, not being very empathetic and understanding. It's not, I mean, it's just very challenging to do that. And it's not very realistic because I still have to see them and spend time with them on certain occasions. So, I mean, it would be really helpful for me to know if there's, you know, almost, you know, if there's something that I can maybe communicate to them that would help them either be more understanding or kind of, take pause in a moment or, you know, well, let me do this. I, I see it. No, I see something. I see something clearly here. So I, my, my vision is there are things that we probably could come up with to say to them and maybe we will in a moment, but I want to go deeper into you and I coming up, trying to see things from their perspective and watch this. When we, you and I do this, now we're going to have a better chance to really get at what might help convince them to see things differently. So, Let's okay. imagine that uh, the people your vision, the people who are more most harmful, some of the words they're saying to you. Imagine if they were standing in their own little uh, kind of a glass box. So we see them in this, you know, a, a glass box, and maybe the the stuff they're throwing out, it's like painful, and it's and they're throwing it out, but it keeps bouncing off that glass and coming back to them. And as we walk by them, we see whatever they're trying to throw out just keeps hitting off that glass and coming back. Now. If you and I walk past people who are in these glass boxes, can you see that with me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So if we're walking by them and they're in that and they're throwing stuff, but it's hitting that glass and it's falling, then we're not really taking anything that they're doing personally because we're going, wow, they're really kind of trapped in their own world. They're even thinking that they're throwing stuff at us, but it's actually coming right at them. And now nothing even that they throw at us, we don't even let it hit us. Got it. Yes, I kind of see that. The visual um, reference is really helpful. Because what I don't want for you is for you to take something personally, for, even, if it's a, even if it's a family member, somebody who knows you or believes they know you or knew you when you were younger. Even if they think they know you really well, they don't. They don't know who you are in this moment. They don't know what you've been through truly. And so when they say that stuff to you, I don't want that to stick to you i don't want that i don't want you to take it personally and so i'm thinking if you can visualize them in a glass box throwing it okay they're just in their box then now you kind of almost look at them with empathy going man that must suck to be in that space yeah i mean i tell you i really love that idea because it's um it really i mean i think that that has been the key to what's been going on because i guess i have been taking things very personally you know and not yeah. reflecting on it as something that is coming from them, rather, you know, thinking more that it's about me. 
No, and I and it, the reality is that nobody in a place of peace would ever lash out and hurt someone else. So, I, honestly, right. Elaine, I'm speaking at a, I'm, I'm going, I don't normally do this, but I'm speaking at a, a junior high uh, this week. And when I go speak to these kids, they want me to come in and talk about bullying. And that's a message I want to reach into the kids' hearts and have them feel because think about that. You, you know this as a parent, what you would want for your kids. You would say to your children, anybody who's picking on them, they're not picking on you. They're in pain themselves. This has nothing to do with you. And we can see that clearly Mine. as parents. But the truth is, like, that's how the universe is looking at you and me and looking at what's going on with you in your life. It's not about you. It's about your family members not really being open to learning and seeing that. Yes, I see that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, thank you. I mean, this has been so helpful. I really appreciate it. I, I've been waiting months, actually, to call you because of the time difference. And this is the first time in a very long time I haven't had to work on a Monday. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm um, so glad we got to connect, and I appreciate you tuning yes, in to that YouTube channel too. and the show. And I'm going to call back, if you don't mind. I might call in future weeks. Please do. I would love to hear from Actually, I would love to hear from you. So your assignment is to call back in a couple of weeks. Okay, terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very Definitely. much. Thank you, Elaine. I wish you much peace for sure. Thank I think, you. Bye-bye. Definitely. I, I think it's so powerful. There are so many people who are going through so much. And when we realize that, when we actually put, when we see that other people are going through things, it helps us pause. And so I say time and again, this is the same thing what I'm talking about with Elena, what I'm talking about with all of us. This is what yield theory is. It's what my new book, Walking Through Anger, is all about. When we watch people, we see them from our perspective. But if we can put ourselves behind their eyes and see what they're seeing and experience life through the lens through which they are looking, we're going to see the world differently. And people who are in pain lash out and hurt other people. People who are at peace don't do that. They don't do that. Think about this. So as a young man, when you're young, as a, as a man, when you're young, there's a strong tendency to be insecure and to think I need to find my place and all this kind of stuff. As you get older and you become more secure physically, mentally, spiritually, then you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to look for ways to prove how tough you are. And the reality is that people hurt people, whether it's in your family, whether people are hurting you in your family, whether it's relatives, where it's friends, they're doing so because they're in pain themselves because once they're freed from that pain, they're not likely gonna do so. So look, I'm so grateful to Elena for calling in. You know, I appreciate the listeners. We're, we're, we literally have listeners all over the world now and I'm super grateful for that. Um, Elena got uh, familiar with my work on YouTube and if you haven't had a chance to check it out please do go to YouTube type in Dr. Christian Conti C-O-N-T-E and uh, you'll see a bunch of videos I do a lot of videos on life um, I try to talk about topics in a brief way and I try to do it in something where you can take away from that video immediately so check it out YouTube and then also my new book Walking Through Anger super proud of this book um, this is about yield theory, about seeing the world through other people's eyes. And I think that's the struggle that we have. We see the world through our own eyes. We know our own frustrations. And look, I say this all the time. People see our actions, not our intentions. But we judge other people by their actions. 
but we judge ourselves by our intentions. Man, that's what emotional management is all about. We're learning. We're trying to get some light on what's happening in the world. If you want to call in, give us a call. 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio.